this is Mike Dilt with the Relax Back UK show on UK Health Radio, your global real feel-good radio station. On the Relax Back UK show we explore all kinds of health topics, so keep listening and enjoy the ride. Thank you for joining me, Mike Dilk, on the Relax Back UK show this week. My guest is a wonderful and very, very busy person indeed. Leah Matterson is an author, a counsellor, the founder of Master Your Life and the host of two podcasts. They're both on UK Health Radio, so actually she's a fellow presenter. Uh, the other thing with having a podcast, why I really do love it, is it that it's held me accountable to show up for myself for the past seven years. She has been a podcast host for seven years, and if that wasn't enough, she's become a Chai Gong student and teacher. But Qi Gong is is a uh, the Chinese form of movement, which is really turning stress into vital energy. It's a playful practice. There's a lot more to hear about her, so please. Do stay tuned for the rest of the story. Thank you. This show is cool. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip because nothing's better. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. So as I mentioned already, Leanne Mattinson is a very busy person indeed. She gets up to an awful lot of stuff. So I started off by thanking her for finding the time to chat. Mike, yeah. thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your um, listeners and your viewers. It's a lot Good. of fun to be on someone else's platform. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always enjoy being interviewed by other podcast hosts. It's fun. So but how long have you hosted a show? Oh, wow. Great question. So Master Your Life started seven years ago now, and I played originally on Voice America. And then... Somebody said to me, um, hey, you need to interview this fellow named uh, Johan Ilgenfritz for your show. And so I was like, oh, OK, I'll get a hold of Johan. So I had Johan Ilgenfritz, who is the founder of UK Health Radio, for those of who, who don't know that. Um, so at that time, Johan and I made a great connection. And uh, then through, I don't know, probably a year or so later, I started playing regularly on the UK Health Radio platform. Uh, so I've actually had the podcast uh, for seven years and been playing primarily on UK Health Radio for the past six. Okay, but you're are you not listed on UK Health Radio as having two podcasts? So t- oh that's yes, like, I do. So you you got you do two podcasts a week. I mean that that strikes me as a, 
you know, been a bit of a sucker for punishment. So what, what, what are the two, what are the two you do? Uh, yes, a bit, little bit of a sucker for punishment. <laughs> Story of my life. Why is that? I don't know, Mike. So I do Recovery Road as well. And Recovery Road's uh, been on about a year and a half now. And that really um, sprung up as a result of feeling like Master Your Life. We talk a lot about regeneration and rejuvenation and health and well-being in the health aspect of your physical, mental and spiritual self. But really, I wasn't hitting that other spot of the economics of life. And so Recovery Road really started out as looking at the economics of, um, you know, having good wealth. And what are the things that you do to actually build wealth? So I had a series of people on that helped with um, thinking about seven generations planning, which uh, was this idea and is still this idea that you plan not just for the generation that you're living in and yourself and your children, but you think about your grandchildren and your great grandchildren and so on and so on. And you plan your life according to that um, sort of step, wow. you, that sort of uh, plan. Yeah, but it's a, this long, more of a long term way of looking at how you yeah. manage your wealth and then how you manage your health. So that's Recovery Road. Yeah, all right. I like this. I think it's the, the the furthest I've got for planning descendants of mine beyond my children might be um, planting a tree, actually, because uh, trees will, <laughs> you know, a tree, a, a nice tree will last a lot longer than me and probably longer than my children. Yes, absolutely. And trees are vital to our health and well-being. Absolutely. We have a completely symbiotic relationship with trees. You know, we need their oxygen they need our co2 so that's a beautiful uh, testament to your family and generationally they last a long time they can be around for hundreds of years absolutely so, yeah. yeah that's brilliant oh, you, i mean you obviously like podcasting because you, you you do a lot of it so do what do you really enjoy about creating a show and do you find that there are any any sort of downsides yeah, what I love about creating a show is that it gives me an opportunity to have this feedback loop all the time, where um, I choose who's sitting across the chair from me typically. And then that interaction is either reinforcing the things that I really want in my life, um, either through a good example or through a bad example. So it's my opportunity to actually set myself up and surround myself with people who are usually pretty good. You know, so you go, oh, that's a really fun way to do a podcast is to have people on who are inspirational, insightful, intelligent. Um, they bring real tools to other people. And so when I'm sitting in that chair as a podcaster, my guests are always people who are enriching my life and I'm hoping that I'm doing the same, uh, you know, in reciprocity for them. Uh, the other thing with having a podcast, why I really do love it is it that it's held me accountable to show up for myself for the past seven years, right? So it's like, you, you can't, you can't have a podcast that's doing anything uh, or having any reach really, if you're not showing up to do it. And sure that, uh, you know, people go, well, can you ever have a bad hair, hair day or whatever? And I said, well, that was the advantage of doing radio <laughs> at the time is you could, you know, <laughs> Mike, if anyone has not watched this, you know, come check it out on YouTube because Mike got a brand new haircut since the last time he and I saw each other. So, <laughs> but, but part of it really is this accountability thing. So podcasting, um, just like showing up for work, 
really is about that you're there, you're accountable, and then you get to, or I've gotten to invite people to my stage that I don't know that I would have ever gotten to talk to um, about really healing difficult health challenges or sharing really inspirational stories, which I think the world needs more of. We need more of that. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 see, I, I found that if you, if you just sort of invite someone who you don't know, but you kind of think, oh, they seem like an interesting person or they've done this. It surprises me how often they say yes, you know, because, you know, I'm yes. not, I'm not a national radio, you know, I'm little, my little podcast but it's it's delightful actually how often people say yes so i i, I have really enjoyed that um yeah. and I, I do like this idea of you, the responsibility thing especially if you have two so you have two each week i mean that's that's quite a mm-hmm. lot of work it is it is a it's a lot of work but uh i've done a lot of work my whole life so that's uh and you have to find something to do so i'm a farm girl i was raised on a farm a small right. farm south of uh Viking Alberta, Canada, and my responsibility started from a very young age. As those of you who are, you know, people who've grown up on a farm, you know, there's lots to do. And so you learn how to do all of this stuff from taking care of animals to, you know, uh, crops, gardening, seasonal work, you know, removing snow, cooking meals, taking care of siblings, taking care of your family. And then as you grow into life, you're work school takes on like takes over those responsibilities but if you've been a busy person like a person who has responsibilities then all of a sudden those responsibilities go away you struggle because you don't know what to do with your time right it's like okay now what i do and then you get sometimes into trouble so having podcasts or doing things that are you know good filling your time with good is really important because you're going to be filling your time with something so yeah no I, well, that, that sounds like great advice so i mean so <laughs> i did a little bit of homework and i looked at your your website and you you have many yes. many interests and, and one that caught my eye which i know nothing about so i want to ask you all about it is is uh qigong what ah, what is that yes. it sounds like a, a martial art is it well, it's the it's the sort of the motherboard of all martial arts. If and it's spelling it is the first and most difficult thing. So you can spell it Q I G O N G or C H I G O N G. So Chi Chi is the same Chi a Chi Chi. <laughs> Let's have a Chi Chi. <laughs> but Chi Gong is is a uh, the Chinese form of movement, which is really turning stress into vital energy. It's a playful practice, um, and when I say practice, it's because it's like. Uh, I'm sure people are familiar with Tai Chi or karate or um, lots of different martial arts. And Qigong basically is kind of the fundamental foundation of all those things. So it's been around for 4,000 years or more. There's many uh, variations of it, uh, but essentially it is finding out where there's blocked energy in your body. Um, So that can be a stiff shoulder or a sore back, like to put it really in practical terms, and then to be moving your body in in ways that actually get rid of that blockage instead of going for the pills or going for kind of the allopathic treatment modalities that most people go to. And the reason I started Qigong was um, and became a Qigong teacher is because I'd been uh, a gymnastics coach for since before I was 10, I got paid my first gig as a gymnastics coach. Uh, built a couple of gymnastics clubs in Alberta, Canada, 
Uh, I trained high level athletes and lots of other sports, everything from hockey to rugby and soccer, uh, synchro swimming, all kinds of athletics. And so I have a background in fitness. Uh, I was a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, um, but I got injured from doing all of these really high impact um, boot camp type uh, <laughs> workouts, right? So it's yeah. like you go out, you kick your own ass, you go out, you kick your own ass. <laughs> there, I said it, but you go out and you kick your own butt. And then, you know, at 45, after doing about 10,000 burpees, my elbows started to break down. You know, I'm going to have to go for cortisol shots and all this other stuff. I was like, this doesn't really seem to make much sense. You know, and I want a well-functioning body. I want to be healthy. And then I had the pleasure of on a, a trip, uh, like a networking trip uh, to Phoenix, Arizona. I ran into this fellow there. His name is Ben Cox. And Ben works for Lee Holden. And Lee Holden is the Qigong master out of Santa Cruz, California. And Ben said, you've got to meet Lee. Like you've got this powerful story about healing yourself, you know, your Huntington's disease, which is another story. But he said, you, you really should meet Lee because I think that Qigong, he would be a great guest for your show. And Qigong would actually help you to heal some of the other ailments that you have in your, in your body without being so punishing on yourself. Um, so I went home from that networking thing and went, okay, I'll get a hold of Lee. So I did, but I thought he was like a Chinese guy, Lee Holden, right? Lee. (laughs) It was like, it was so funny. I got on to do this interview with him. I'm like, you're like this blonde surfer dude from California. It was so funny. So funny. Best inter one of my best interviews that I've ever done because he was so uplifting and knowledgeable and uh just everything he said rang true about right. how the human body can feel so much better through gentle movements and flowing movements. So, so what does it look like if, if, you, if you're doing your practice in the morning? Does it look like Tai Chi or does it look like Kung Fu or none of the above? Well, I would say it looks like a blend of things. It's a, And the big thing is, is that it's playful. So people get scared off doing lots of different physical health stuff because they think they have to follow a pattern of some particular kind. And then they go, oh, I'm going to look stupid or, oh, that's going to be too hard or I'm going to forget the right moves, you know, that kind of thing. So with Qigong, it's really about understanding what's going on in your body. And there are there's playful movements that you can do for people who want to watch again come on the video version so you can see but there's simple things like spinal cord breathing so you know you put your hands up by your face relaxed not like western where you're holding everything tight it's like you're relaxed everything's nice and loose and then you inhale and your and your tailbone drifts away from your i can do one from further away here but you're you're you're, uh i'll back up well everyone tune in so you can see but yes you you bring your tailbone back And then you curl under and you blow out all the air. And then you're also, you're moving your spine, right? So your spine's actually getting this stretch and it's getting brought back in. So it's in and out and in, and you're moving all this energy through your spine. So you're loosening up the tension in your spine. You're activating your kidneys. Uh, Another one is knocking on your chest. You're activating lung chi. So you just knock on your chest, really simple things. And you're activating when you knock on your body. I do that anyway. Sometimes when I wake up, I have the urge to do that for some reason. Like Tarzan, right? Like Tarzan, ah, yeah. Yeah. Healing sounds. (laughs) I I I don't do the sound, but I just do the tapping of my chest for some reason. 
Right. But you could. And then the, so the other spinal movements are really like wagging your tail, like a puppy, like a dog. Right. So you just, and then you'll notice that your spinal spine gets nice and loosened up in a different direction. The other thing that these really simple movements do is it takes you out of that parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, which is where all your tension is. And it moves you instead into the sympathetic where you're healing. So you're calming the body down, you're automatically activating breathing. So you are not that you're not breathing already, but nice, deeper breath, calmer, slower, and that naturally leads to healing in the body. So a, a Qigong practice is really about going, oh, my back is sore. Instead of actually tensing up or curling up, you stand up and you just like kind of move around a little bit, right? To actually unblock the tension. If you've got sore shoulders, you don't hold like your shoulders for a lot of people end up by their ears right throughout yeah. the day. So instead of actually staying there, you think about bringing the shoulders down. What can you do to move the energy of the shoulders easily, like nice, relaxed movements and taking time to just do good old head rotations. You know, I'm sure everyone who went to, you know, elementary school and that's over 40 probably remembers how to do head rotations. You know, you just really simply move your neck slowly in a nice we, we, did, we didn't have to do that at school you didn't no wow. the, the only time i did that was um i when i was at school i played rugby and that was like part of the rugby warm-up but other, right. other than that uh that's not something we did but this the, yeah. so qigong just sound it, it sounds like a very nice thing uh, it, it sounds like you've got a lot out of it and you you teach it as well i do i teach it as well because oh. i and i teach johnny on the spot the other thing that qigong's done for a lot of my clients uh, is that it will help people to get rid of anxiety, boost immunity, uh, increase um, inspirational thoughts. And so that removes depression really fast. You can change your emotional status in under 30 seconds, just like that. So this, when people go, oh, I don't know why I feel so sad or so down. Qigong is the quickest way that I know for people to actually take back their health and well-being. It's non-invasive. You don't have to sit at the doctor's office. You don't actually even have to ask anybody else for any input because you know when you feel down, right? Like I know it. When I wake up in the morning, if I'm feeling down, I know it. I just do a few little, like the inhale, spinal cord breathing. And as you draw that breath in, you automatically feel better. It's amazing. Breath is that fast. So I, that's why I encourage people to come also for getting rid of really serious diseases and maladies. They can do that. And, you know, moving chi through your body when you've got uh, fatty liver disease or you're dealing with liver problems. Lots of people are dealing with liver problems now that COVID's over because there was so much drinking and whatever else. You know, it's like, why do I feel so terrible? Well, but your liver is as hard as a rock. Because <laughs> you've been drinking too much for the last two years. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of people. Let let let's move the uh, the discussion on. Maybe um, keep Ki, Qigong um, there, Qigong there, but because uh, yes. I think you you found it useful in what I'm sort of this keen to explore next. So recently, well, actually not so recently, in 2008, you had like huge medical news. And you, you, you've touched on it already, but what, what was that? And was it completely out of the blue? Yes. Um, again, thanks for asking, Mike. The 2008 news was I went through the process for genetic testing for Huntington's disease. And uh, Huntington's is a very fairly rare disease 
um, that is genetic. So it's in families. Uh, it is, you have a 50, 50 chance of passing it down to your children. So that's, if you're winning the lottery, that's great chances. But <laughs> if you're, if you're looking for a genetic lottery of illness, it's not that awesome. Uh, so I went for the genetic testing in 2008 and found out I was gene positive for it. Um, and so Huntington's disease is neurological. Uh, it is not based on what you eat, although you can negotiate the symptoms down through epigenetics. So you can actually slow down the, you know, uh, the onset of symptoms potentially, or delay the onset of symptoms or the severity of symptoms, but not necessarily. Um, so that was part of the uh, difficulty with um, the master your life show, for example, is I have lots of guests on that talk about healing things like diabetes, uh, type two diabetes is very healable. Um, lots of different cancers now are very uh, treatable through lifestyle as medicine. So through watching what you eat, and doing, you know, proper exercises, boosting blood flow to your brain, that kind of thing. Um, even Alzheimer's, oh God, this, oh man, I don't know if you guys have seen this, the study that all the Alzheimer's research was based on about 14 years ago for the last 14 years was just, uh, last week shown to be fraudulent. So for those, I, I did hear something about that. Do you have, do you have any sort of deep potted details? Well, I will have deep uh, details in an upcoming episode. Uh, with, okay. I think I've got the, I think Dr. Howard Rankin is going to be coming on to talk about that particular thing. But the reason I mentioned it again, I guess, is because Alzheimer's is something that's curable um, for a lot through lifestyle as medicine. Um, most people don't want to consider that though, because they, we have a very, very strong propensity to want to stay sick and the medical industry really has a high vested interest in keeping us that way. So with the Huntington's disease, I was very well informed because I got told by the neurologist, uh, come back when you're symptomatic, we don't have anything we can do for you at all. And uh, because in Huntington's, it kills the brain cells in the center of your brain, uh, in the caudate nuclei. So right in the very center, if you looked at an MRI of a brain of somebody with Huntington's disease, uh, you can see that there's destruction right in the center of the brain and that that actually infiltrates the rest of the brain. So there's frontal lobe problems. And what that looks like in day-to-day -day operation or activity is you can have really early onset uh, clinical depression that you can't treat with drugs right. and that you can't treat with chain, like taking all the sugar out of your diet. Uh, you can have executive functioning problems. So that's things like problem solving, decision-making, memory, um, impulse control is a huge one. So you'll see people with Huntington's disease that will have a had a pretty normal life. And then all of a sudden they develop all of these impulse control problems. So it can be gambling, pornography, sex addictions. Um, yeah, just all kinds of things. And then the uh, other thing with Huntington's is people lose their ability to work usually very early in life. So your ability to show up for work and to be able to do your work is uh, gone. Usually kind of in the sweet spot of about 45 when your kids are growing up and you're just sort of starting able to, you know, earn a good income and the manifestation of the disease happens and you can't do your oh. work anymore. Yeah. So it's very significant. Mm -hmm. It also has a movement disorder with it that looks like you're drunk. Right. So 
you you very quickly can uh, be in trouble with the law. Right. Uh, right. So we have people in my family who were in trouble with the law very early on because they had the symptoms, uh, you know, early. So losing their driver's licenses, looking drunk, being mistaken for um, being drunk. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and people within the Huntington's community losing employment early, you know, so dads who are responsible for young children who can't work. Um, so there's, and in Canada, there was no uh, protection for people against genetic discrimination until late 2017. So when I went for my testing in 2008, the genetic discrimination against people with Huntington's disease was front and center. Right. So I so could never, could no never get a insurance loan. no health insurance. Couldn't get a, couldn't get a mortgage. Yeah. Couldn't get business loans. Couldn't like none of those things that people take for granted. Yeah. Uh, zero. Goodness me. So is that, is that cha- that's changed a little bit now by the sounds of things? Yeah, it's changed for people who are uh, informed after 2017, but yeah. prior to that, and that was late 2017. So it's only oh. really been a few years. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so, you, so you, you, you've been told they did the genetic test so that you, you have the gene that you're susceptible to this. Does, does that mean that um, you, you, you will uh, get the disease or there's a chance you'll get the disease? How does that work? Yeah. So uh, again, great question. It's with 100% certainty, if something else doesn't kill me first, I will have Huntington's. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that, so, you know, that's, was this in your, this was in your family already? Right. My dad had it. My father had it, my grandmother, and then slittered throughout the family tree on that side of, of things. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't totally out of the blue, but it's still, you know, crummy news. Obviously. Right. Yes. It was, it wasn't totally out of the blue. And I think, it's complex, right? It's it's a complex thing because you're handing down these um, genetics to your family. But we're also uh, in this very strange time where people don't value life. And there's this real um, push for people to take their own lives. And it's very, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's difficult. It's a difficult a situation to be living with people who are unwell, but there seems to be this growing push culturally to not value life at both ends of the spectrum. So it's like that, you know, uh, aborting unwanted children and getting rid of anyone that's a little bit difficult to live with. (laughs) And it's completely against our nature, you know, to really to take our own lives yet. This is kind of happening on mass. So from a, I, what, so are you, you're talking about the Huntington's population or other populations both. as well? Yeah, both, both. So in the Huntington's population prior to 2020, <clears throat> the, it, the rate of uh, suicide was 7% higher than the general population. Um, but the general population suicide rate wasn't completely uh, bananas. It's really been on the increase in the last few years. And so stats show uh, that 41% of people in the US are identifying as depressed. Uh, 30% of uh, there's an uptick of 30% more um, men committing suicide. And that's, I think, glo- I think that's right across all the Western civilized uh, 
um, countries. And so people check out the stats in your own country and see what are the suicide rates. Uh, in the young, it's very high. And in men, it's very high. Uh, okay. You know, so, yeah. This, so so this, is a, this is a whole world that I know nothing about. I've, I've, I've not really had, well, I haven't needed to kind of think about it or find out about it. So goodness right. me. All right. Pat, let's let's talk about positive, so, so more positive, right? So from what you've been saying already, it sounds like you're doing a lot to kind of um, put off the onset. Um, and, you know, you, you don't look like you're suffering from any symptoms uh, now. So you, you so you, you mentioned that, you know, the Qigong. Has your life sort of lifestyle changed uh, since you learned about this in 2008? Yeah, and I, I think that I've morphed through a few different iterations of things that worked to, to keep me healthy, because now I'm 54, you know, when I was uh, 45, 46, 47, those and even younger, I was doing different things to stay healthy. So I've, I've been watching my nutrition for probably since I was 30, because I was 100 pounds overweight when I was 30. Also, so I lost that weight and I've kept it off the um, and, and so that was kind of the first informing of you know, what you, you look like what you eat. So, so now staying healthy really is about Qigong, but it's also about trying out new technologies because there's lots of things uh, that you can't see with mental and cognitive decline, you know, so you cannot see inside my brain. So the physical manifestation of me looks good, which is a good indication that things are going okay in the old brain pan, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent, you know, true, also, because there's these lurking things that you cannot see. And we all have these things about us too, right? Where you go, hmm, you know, I'm glad nobody can see that thing because that's kind of a disturbing either thought or whatever's going on. And then we have these things about us that are really noble. So internally, we're always having the battle of wills, of which will is going to win about what, how you're going to show up in your life that day or that moment, right? So that's the strategy about qigong or life mastery is that you're is the constant internal look inside going all right am i actually okay and if i'm not okay what do i need to do to course correct really quickly uh, right. so i don't watch a lot of tv um that would be one thing which i think lots of people do watch lots of tv and i haven't for a number of years a number of years um i'm planning on taking august off from my cell phone um, because the relationship with the technology, again, um, the, and the neurological impact of these technologies cannot be right. understated. It's, it's significant and severe. I, I was, was going to ask about that. So no TV, no phone. It, that's because you think it's a waste of time or because there are neurological impacts that you feel could affect? Yeah, well, and studies show too. So it's not just a feeling. The studies right. show that okay. the neurology of children is highly... Um, changed your brain changes uh yeah the wiring of your brain changes so when you're watching tv um a lot of times what we're watching or ingesting are not the feel-good things they're the things that are you know lots of fighting people not getting along what was like survivor type stuff where you know people are outwit outlast outplay so what you're actually being wired to is this survival mode all the time versus when you're out in nature for example and you go for a walk through the park unless you're living somewhere where there's you know 
cougars <laughs> going to eat you. <laughs> it's a pretty, can be a nice stroll out in the park. So those are the kinds of things that I encourage um, people to, to do an uptake. And I do for myself as I spend more time in nature uh, as much as I can. Uh, we live in Canada, which has a wicked winter typically. So it, it's a tricky thing, you know, to do, to manage to, to get out and, and to be outside. But in the real world, you're not inundated um, with not good vibes. You're actually in, inundated with nature's frequencies, which are very healing. Like we're like a bamboo in the wind when you're outside. Um, so I pay attention to frequency medicine. Uh, we've got uh, Vox products that I also, um, you want a pair of Vox socks and people, uh, um, you know, we did this drawer or whatever. So just fun stuff, uh, but they change your neurology as well. And so, so, so yeah, all right. So yeah, I, I want yeah. some socks. Now, yes. <laughs> so, so, so two things there. It came as a surprise because I never win anything, and, and then I thought, "Am I allowed <laughs> to win these?" Because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we both have shows on UK Health Radio. It's going to be I'm going to be accused of nepotism for winning these socks. But um, so, yeah. So tell me what? <laughs> well, I haven't got them yet. So, um, but when they come, what 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 are they going to do for me? Well, thanks for asking. Mike, because the socks uh, are based on traditional Chinese medicine, actually. Um, so those of you who are familiar with acupuncture uh, will know that we have specific points on our body that actually activate wellness, both on the soles of our feet, the palms of our hands, and throughout the actual entire body, there's activation points. So these socks, which I had discovered, oh, wow, I was at a, a Huntington's conference, I think it was in 2016. And they were doing a test run of these socks. I'll just show a little, like a package of them so you guys can see them. They're called Vox socks. And there's a, they're actually Canadian made. I was surprised by that. Don't know why I was surprised, but they also make now patches as well. So they do patches for sleep and patches for uh, improving your metabolism. And the reason for, uh, I tried the socks out and found that my balance was improved. And in Huntington's, lots of people suffer balance issues. And my dad was struggling at that time with some balance issues. So I thought, I'm going to bring these socks home and try them on him and see if there's any improvement. Um, and so it's worth, if you're into actually checking out for your own health and well-being, what might improve your health, or if you're taking care of loved ones, this is one of those modalities that's maybe easier for people to accept or do than Qigong. Qigong isn't difficult, but lots of times people don't want to move their bodies in ways that look funny, right? They go, well, that looks right. funny. I go, like, well, lifting weights at the gym looks funny too. It's just, you're used to seeing that. But this is something that the socks are a way that people can actually just put something on their feet or put a patch on themselves and activate those traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture points. So, so do they have like little balls sewn in in different parts? So when you walk about, you get a little foot massage. Well, it's, it's not really balls. You can't, feel it per se, but it's very, very fine stitches. So oh, okay. when you get your pair, you'll see, um, and the technology is built into the ball of the foot. And so um, if you wash the socks, don't dry them, if you uh, and hang them to dry, because you don't want to wreck the tech in them. And if you don't like a pair of them, they'll take them back hassle free, um, Vox Life will. And so if anyone wants to get a pair of these and come on to the masteryourlife.ca website, we have links to get it right there. And uh, try them out for yourself. Try them on a loved one. See if there's any improvement. Golfers love these things. Professional athletes love them. Like uh, the, one of the biggest proponents for this is the, I think he's the general manager of the LA Kings. So for those of you who are hockey fans, 
there's I lots was just of, about to say, what sport is that? <laughs> yeah, hockey, hockey and soccer. Ice hockey. Yeah, ice hockey, exactly. So, yeah, professional athletes use these things and they find that their performance is increased. Um, their athletic performance is increased and measurably so. So for those of you who are again, like, like to dig into your own health and well-being and performance improvement, then these kind of products are a very cool thing That's to check right. into because the stats are there. The stats are there. Oh. So if you want a 30% increase in your lifting, for example, as an athlete who is training for improving their uh, strength, it's mind blowing. It's so, it's so, it's so much fun. Actually, at, at this point, I always ask people that there are peer reviewed published papers. Yes. Are there? Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. You betcha. Come on. And videos as well. Training videos. Um, so right. so very rich content. It, it, it sounds like you engage with the Huntingdon's community and the, the, the medical research community um, as, as, as well. So is, is there a lot of research, uh, positive research happening? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of research happening. I don't, I think that, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. There's no, there's been no real progress since uh, they identified the gene you know, in 1996, I believe it was. So they were able to do, they've been able to do the genetic testing for quite some time. And right. I think that uh, there's money goes towards the research. Uh, you know, people are participating in research, but there's lots of, um, it's, there's lots of very serious issues around research and how science and research actually work. So when you're participating in studies, you don't necessarily see um, how you yourself are doing, they just test you and then take all your information and, you know, off they go to, to do whatever and, and synergize that information. So for people who are dealing with things that are uh, incurable, it's not like you see your MRI every time you go and you participate in a research study. So, um, and then with this other problem, you know, more recently of the Alzheimer's study coming out, having you know, been based on sort of false information. That's going to be one for people in the Huntington's community to chew through as well. Uh, because lots of neuroscientists work in conjunction with one another. And, um, you know, so the, I just think there's lots of things that will, yeah, that will it doesn't necessarily out. mean that the science of, of, of one is flawed just due to a, a problem with a, in, a, in another area necessarily. Right. Yes. And this is a very, uh, the other sensitive thing about this, Mike, really is that it is incurable. Uh, life's incurable, granted, which, you know, we all die. We're all, <laughs> uh, but the, again, it's a little, it's quite nuanced because there's lots of pressure for people to go get the genetic testing and they maybe don't want it because once you know, you can't not know, like once you know that you've got something, you can't not know it. So yeah. yeah, it's a very, it's sensitive. Do I participate? I participate in the studies that I think um, will be meaningful for me and I don't participate in everything. Um, you know, so uh, yeah. And I think that that is again, part of life, master your life. The whole idea of master your life, the show, all of the work that I do is that you are the one that actually is the master of your own life. Yeah. Right. So you need to decide what is best for you and that wellness comes from within you. And so it doesn't so matter. This, yeah. this is what is really coming across in, in talking with you. You know, you you are, well, you right now you are a very fit, healthy, lovely person to talk to. And, uh, you know, you are in charge. 
of yourself. And that's what you think. And that comes across um, dramatically. So I, I would imagine you would be a fabulous uh, uh, counsellor, life coach, all these things. Well, and you help you. a lot of people. Thank you. I try. I do. I do what I can. A lot of people don't want to hear that. The A lot of people don't want to hear that the wellness is within them. I think that this is a cultural shift that it needs to happen because, again, we've been told that we have no control, you know, and that's a, that is a shame. It's an absolute shame to think that we have no control. It's our hero's journey. It's why we're here. We were given this divine spark of life as ours alone. Like we're not like anybody else. And yeah. so when we're going to the the trough of whatever is the thing that is the latest fad or the latest whatever we're not um we're not sentient we're not going does this thing actually work for me like when i put the socks on i went this works for me my daughter put them on and went doesn't work for her you know okay so so what awesome <laughs> try try the next thing do the next thing um, but that's maybe also been a gift of the uh podcast and really having a serious disease to deal with is that I, I have more skin in the game than anyone else. I say to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, I've got family members at risk. My grandchildren are at risk. And, uh, you know, so when people ask me what my wellness expertise is, I say, well, well, because the alternative is I be in a mental asylum. I could be choosing to take my own life. Like there's lots of pressure to, to do that those kinds of things. And so it's the opposite is, is you go, no, actually, it's like I'm, I am the locus of control. I have the agency in my own life yeah. uh, to activate the things that are the best possibly for me. And um, then to share that with people and they can go, they can try anything out that I've got on the website. And if it isn't for them, awesome. Uh, but if they didn't even know about it because it's been suppressed, you know, you can't know about all this health and wellness stuff because you're supposed to be feeling like crap. Like, whatever it is, this 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 yeah. positive energy. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I've so I've been talking to you on Zoom for you know thirty minutes now, but I can feel it rubbing off on me. I have to say, so you know, <laughs> there, there 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 is a lot to be said for for being positive you know sensibly positive and uh, I, so I, I would suggest that um I, I can feel it coming over over, over the airwaves from you as, as we speak I, I think so I, I would recommend people so you know you you, you have a website um I do yes. tell us tell us what the website is because um I think people will be fascinated to find out just find out more about you when they've been here listening to this so how can they do that well, thanks, Mike. It's masteryourlife.ca. So not .com, .ca. Um, or if you spell my name correctly, L-E-A-H-A, Leah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, Mattinson, M-A-T-T-I-N-S-O-N. Uh, then you'll find me on uh, Google search also. But masteryourlife.ca really is the hub of where you're going to find all of our, all of the things that are tried and true are the things that I use in my life. And the things that are cutting edge right now, I'm excited because we've, um, I'm introduced to new technology all the time and new products and stuff. And I test them out on myself and then go, no, that doesn't work for me. Um, sometimes I'll do some interviews about it if I think it might be work, work for somebody else. Um, uh, but one of the things I'm using right now that has improved my health a lot recently is these iTeraCare devices. And so they're terahertz technology. 
and uh, terahertz technology is just between uh, microwave and whatever the other one is, they are in complete resonance with our own human frequency. So it's like if you're a human being, you're. So, so what is what is, this is something on the electromagnetic spectrum, is it? Yeah. Yes. Beyond light on the way to microwaves. Uh, yes. So it's a wave. OK. So, the all wave. Right. so what, what, what does the how is the wave produced? What does it do? Well, it's produced through these uh, blowing devices that are blowing terahertz frequencies across crystals. And so the crystals actually, um, they, it's kind of like a hairdryer device is the best sort of way for me to, to describe it. They're handheld, something you can use at home. There's a classic model that's like 800 terahertz. There's a thousand terahertz model and then a professional that is like 1200 terahertz. Um, but why I was so impressed with it is I ordered it um, because I was testing. I product test all the time. And I had a really bad finger injury. I, I cut my hand very badly and I couldn't actually play guitar for many years. And I thought, I'm going to test this, but it's not going to just be about feeling good because I feel good generally. You know, like I'm up, my attitude is up. I'm amplified most of the time. I've, my radio frequency is good. I'm attuned. But this healing this thing on my hand is like hasn't happened so I thought I'm going to try it in my hand and so I'm actually back to playing guitar and I could feel it the connection happen within a week of using this thing okay so people can find out about that yes. on, on your on your website they, yes there's also all your podcasts are on on the website let me yes. ask you who who's on your next podcast who are you interviewing well, next well, I think I've got two really cool ones coming up. Dr. Howard Rankin is one, and uh, that'll be about the Alzheimer's study. Yeah, and then you mentioned the that. Yeah, and then the second fellow is, I will just take a look because I went, oh, I can't wait to talk to you. His name is, sorry, bear with me because I do actually want to do a little shout out for this fellow, Jason Kristoff. So I'm hoping that he'll be coming on. So Jason talks about self-sabotage and also about um, taking back, for men, taking back your physical health, um, because men's health has really been decimated through poor uh, food ability. Let's just put it that way, because food's been so compromised by fertilizers and sprays and such. Um, but he's been around doing this work for about, uh, I think, 25 years. So he's really helped a lot of men to take back their health and we need strong men. We need men uh, and women who are in good physical health. So I'm excited to have him on. So that's Jason Kristoff. So take a look for his yeah. intel. Yes. All right. So that's two, two great shows uh, coming up. Loads of great information on your website and all your other podcasts as well. So, Leah, thank you so much for taking time to chat and leaving me just feeling, feeling so, um, so positive. Absolutely yeah. lovely chatting to you. Lovely chatting to you too, Mike. Thanks again for having me as a guest. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. 
visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Thank you so much to my guest on this week's show. That was Leah Mattinson. And of course, also thank you to you for listening. That was the Relax Back UK show with me, Mike Dill. Thank you for listening and please do join us again next time.